Good day, friends. Welcome to the Daily Bread Scripture Readings and Devotional Thoughts brought to you by St. Paul Lutheran Church, Clarence Center. Hey, I am Ray Kozek. I'm the pastor at St. Paul's and uh, super excited that you've stopped in. If you don't have a habit of reading God's Word, if it seems too hard, that's what I'm here to help you with. Not that I have all the answers, but uh, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, lifting weights or, um, or you know, losing weight, whatever it is. Um, you do it, you know, tons at a time and never uh, come back to it. You know, you do all your weightlifting of your life in one week, you're probably not going to get buff, right? Same thing with God's Word. If you read it all, you know, uh, for a week and then give it up, you're not going to get strong in God's Word. Um, and I should say strong in God's grace, God's grace that comes to us through His Word. So anyway, um, I'm here to help you. Uh, I, I'm on the same journey as you, looking for answers, looking for um, God speaking to us. Right? We like to think that uh, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Right? That's a nice phrase that's out there, which basically means I have a God that doesn't speak. I, I take it back. I have a God who speaks, but it's my own heart. And um, you know that's, uh, that's not where we want to be. We believe that God has spoken to us in Jesus. Uh, Hebrews 1 tells us, that in many and various ways God spoke to his people of old by the prophets, but now in these last days he has spoken to us by his son. All right, well, today we're going to read uh, Luke chapter 5. I'm not going to pull up the scriptures on the screen because my computer is feeling tired and it's uh, lagging. So I'm just going to put the, uh, the uh, logo up and uh, we're going to read through it. So if you've got a Bible, it's, it's Luke chapter 5. I love this passage. It's Jesus, the one who forgives. So let's pray. Uh, gracious God, thank you for your word for sending Jesus to love us and forgive us. Open it to us, help us to receive it and pass it on. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, Luke 5, 17. On one of those days, as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. And behold, some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the midst before Jesus. Wow, man, they are motivated, right? They, they get into the inner courtyard, uh, probably somehow slip through the crowd and get to the stairs. By the way, there's no stairs in the front of the house. The stairs are in the back of the house. And there's usually several houses together and the they form a courtyard. So somehow they slip into the courtyard, take the stairs up to the top, and they dig out the roof and, and lower the man. They have faith. In verse 20, Jesus sees it. And when he saw their faith, he said, Man, your sins are forgiven you. Now pause for a minute. The man didn't come for his sins being forgiven. Right? He didn't come to confess his sins and repent and uh, you know, dress in sackcloth and, and ashes. He came to be healed. But Jesus knows what he needs, he knows what we need. So he says, man, your sins are forgiven you. Verse 21, the scribes and the Pharisees began to question saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? When Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered them, why do you question in your hearts? Which, well, by the way, are they right? Yeah, they're right. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Uh, you know, the sins against God, only God can forgive. So they're right, they just don't know who Jesus is. So he says to them, what's easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise and walk. But that you may know, let me back that up, 
I think Jesus may have said it a little more forcefully, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And immediately he rose up before them and picked up what he had been lying on and went home, glorifying God. And amazement seized them all, and they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, We've seen extraordinary things today. I love this because the man came for healing and he got it, but he got more. He, he has the full assurance that his sins are forgiven by God because the Son of Man has come to earth and has the authority for, to forgive and he proves it. He proves it in this, the, the forgiveness that he pronounces and in the, the man being able to get up and go, wow, that's awesome. Uh, just a quick aside, I like to think of this. What's easier to say your sins are forgiven or rise and walk? All right, we could say rise and walk. It's easy to say that. How is it easy for Jesus to, to say your sins are forgiven? Well, he knows, and this is consistent with the Gospel of Luke. When we get to uh, Luke chapter, I believe it's 17, the story of the, the tax collector and the sinner, um, the tax collector and the Pharisee, rather, that parable, and the, the tax collector won't lift his eyes to heaven but says God have mercy on me in other words he, he says God make an atonement for me and that's the word that Jesus uses it's a word of the temple sacrifice and uh, it being um, the blood of it sprinkled on the mercy seat so Jesus can forgive because he will become uh, the atonement so it's not like an easy thing for God to forgive uh, it, it cost the life of the Son of God. All right, moving on. I love this next story. After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And leaving everything, he rose and followed him. Here, the Word of God, the Word of Jesus creates faith. This man, Levi, probably was not a faithful Jew because of his occupation. It'd be like in our day, a pimp or a drug dealer, probably not a real righteous man. Uh, but he is able to rise up just like the paralyzed man because of the word of Jesus. That's awesome. And that's what Jesus does to all of us. He speaks the word, follow me, and he gives us the faith to follow him. All right. And Levi made him a great feast in his house and there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at table with them. And the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at his disciples saying, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Quick question for you. Do you ever think of the church as a hospital? Uh, that might be a new thought for you. We, there's different metaphors to think of the church, the place uh, where God um, gives us his word, the place where he forgives our sins. But uh, have you thought of it as a hospital? That's sort of what Jesus, his kingdom, implies here. He came for the sick, and it is those who are sick who come to him. And that's why we go to church, because we are sick, right? If you're sick, you go to the doctor. Well, we're sick, we go to church. We don't go to church uh, because God needs us. No, we go to church because we need God. Um, other metaphors of, of heaven, or I'm sorry, of church is, is a courtroom, right? We do come to be declared innocent or to be rather covered with the righteousness of Jesus. Anyway, lots to think about there, but um, you know, that might be a good thought for us to think that we go to church because we, we are sick and we need the healer. All right, we're gonna end this story. 
this is probably st still at that meal in, uh, in Levi's house. And they said to him, the disciples of John fast and offer prayers, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink. And Jesus said to them, I love this, can you make wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? Uh, think about this, you, you've been to weddings. Did you ever sit down at a wedding and decide not to eat? No, you want to enjoy the meal. It's a great meal often and it's a great celebration. When you go to that, you know you're going to eat, right? You bring your gift and uh, you bless the couple and you celebrate with them. You eat, and drink, you talk to the other guests. That's what it's like when Jesus is with us. Um, notice here, he calls himself the bridegroom, the groom, the the one who is marrying God's people. In the Old Testament, uh, only God himself was called uh, the husband or the groom of his people. Here Jesus rightly takes this title to himself. Praise God. The days will come when the bride, this is verse 35, the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them and then they will fast in those days. Yes, we do fast and mourn, uh, repent, um, but uh, when Jesus was walking among us, uh, you know, it was a celebration. It was a daily hearing and being in the presence of God. So now, as we wait for him to come, uh, fasting is appropriate. Does it get you to heaven? No. Uh, it, could it be a good work, uh, a good way to refocus and pray? Yes. All right, verse 36. He also told them a parable. No one tears a piece from a new garment and puts it on an old garment. If he does, he'll tear the new and the piece from the new will not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins and it will be spilled and the skins will be destroyed. But new, but new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. And no one after drinking old wine desires new, for he says, the old is good. A lot to ponder here with uh, these verses, but think about what is this new wine that Jesus is pouring into new wineskins? Uh, just from this chapter, uh, we, ha we see Jesus forgiving a man on, on God's behalf and there's no temple involved, there is no sacrifices because he will be that sacrifice, he has that authority. Uh, that's a new wine that comes. That man was rejoicing, right? He was healed and he was forgiven and he knew it. And then another new wine is a guy like Levi or Matthew who gets called to follow Jesus. He doesn't deserve to follow any rabbi. He's a traitor of his people. He's got a horrible job that, um, is, that hurts his countrymen but yet he is called to follow Jesus. That's new wineskin. Um, fasting, there's a place for that, but with Jesus, um, there's no room for that in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, it will be all joy. All right, so lots of thoughts today, uh, but Jesus is the, the forgiving one who has come for us. Hope you all have a wonderful day. I'll leave you with a little bit of this Easter Tide song. <laughs>